0: Hi, you're listening to... Yeah, it can't be good! A rewatch podcast of the sci-fi original series Eureka! Let's
1: get started! Hey, it's Doug with the TV Guide Synopsis. Season 3, Episode 11. Originally aired July 24th, 2009. Insane in the pea brain Objects become ambulatory after Dr. Tess Fontana, Jamie Ray Newman... Reopens Section 5, which may be the work of poltergeists. Creators Jamie Paglia and Andrew Cosby, written by Thania St. John and directed by Steve Miner. Thanks, Doug. Hi, this
0: is Vicki, and I'm here with my co-host, Doug Gramley, for Season 3, Episode 11, Insane in the Brain." Hi, Doug. What's up? Not too much. How are you? I'm doing good. Okay. In this episode, we have Ghosts and the Fifth Dimension, Tess comes to town, and Duncan comes to town. So the episode starts with Lexi and Allison going to a maternity shop, the shirt that Lexi buys, which is kind of cool, actually.
2: Well, yeah. I don't know. I've got mixed feelings. About? Well, why wouldn't a pregnant woman want to show off, you know, her pregnancy? I feel like most people find pregnant women to be... There's something about that, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I get what you're saying.
2: It is convenient, I guess. I, I guess if you have to go to like a, a show or an event or something and you don't wanna go looking like a balloon <laughs> you know, throw one of these outfits on and-
0: Yeah, true. I, I yeah. think maybe I'm thinking more in terms maybe not pregnancy. I'm thinking of in terms like, you know, me.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, well if you're yeah, if you're overweight or yes. you're fat or something, not I, saying that you're overweight or anything. I, I, but yeah, I, I I get, it.
0: yeah, yeah, I okay. think I think maybe that that was my thought when I first saw that, yeah, you're right, though, who would nobody would want to uh I didn't think of it that way, nobody would want to uh cover up their pregnancy unless there's right. some reason to hide it or you know, I don't know, but yeah, I was thinking <laughs> I immediately thought of ter- in terms of me. <laughs>
2: Oh, see, I wasn't thinking that at all, but now that you said it, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, Like
2: a high-tech Spanx or something. Yes,
0: yes. And and it looks like you could actually breathe in it, too, because it didn't look like it was, like, all tight and everything. So Carter gets a call from Allison about scientists at GD arguing with each other, and on his way he finds a car in the middle of the road.
2: Which doesn't that seem something a little ridiculous that you have to call the sheriff?
0: Well, we've talked about this before. A lot of what they call him for makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. You would think that they would have security in-house to deal with. Right. That kind of thing. What's more odd is that he finds the car in the middle of the road, and they show us all the skid marks and the tire marks. Yeah. And he, he seems to think that somebody would actually park their car like that in the middle of the road.
2: Right.
0: Do We meet Tess.
2: I think this was kind of like a force introduction. Yeah. You know? It's okay, so she's coming into town and she has to go to the bathroom. So she parks her car and, you know, you find out on the side of the road and uh, she just goes into the woods right? To go to the bathroom.
0: I know you think I don't like any new characters, which is not true. I do. I don't like Tess. Yeah. She's mean to Carter all of the time for no reason. I mean, Nathan was mean to Carter because Nathan was jealous, blah, blah, blah. She just seems to be unnecessarily mean to Carter.
2: But uh, no don't reason. you think it's, uh, she's mean because she likes him?
0: But she starts being mean when they're in the road. I mean, she can't possibly like him already.
2: Well, first impressions, maybe she thinks he's attractive. and
0: Maybe. Uh, you know, because pretty much the first thing she says to him was, you know, when she sees her car in the middle of the road, well, things happen. And she's looking at him because he has a sheriff's uniform on. She says, I could see that explaining that to you could be a total time suck. Yeah. You know, she immediately thinks less of him because he's a sheriff.
2: Well, we also don't know what she knows.
0: Well, at this point, we don't. But later on, we know that we don't she know knows.
2: Allison has uh, been talking about Carter.
0: Or anything. Well, later on, we do find out she knows Allison. I don't think Allison's been talking about Carter. She's just nasty to him. So, the call that Carter's answering is Doctor Dreschmeyer in. Mary Beth Curtis, who we find out are ex husband and wife. Dr. Dreschmeyer thinks he's found paranormal activity and he calls his thermal imaging reactive displacement device TURDS.
2: Which is such a stupid fourth grade humor.
0: Right, exactly. You know, with the thing on his head walking around saying my TURDS are doing whatever they're doing.
2: Dr. Dragmeyer. how's it going? Whoa, finally, a man with a gun. Don't be afraid to use it. Look.
0: There's plenty of time for that later. This is more important. Uh, this? The turds? Look at them. I'll buy Thermal imaging reactive displacement. I've never seen levels like this. This could
2: be the first documented case of signals from the spirit
1: world. Or the end of our funding. T-
0: so it's picking up, he thinks, paranormal activity. He won't let his ex-wife into the lab because he doesn't want her to disturb his paranormal activity. Allison needs them to work on whatever project they're working on because I think it has something to do with that signal that Henry mentioned in the last episode and that gets mentioned in this episode. So Allison is adamant that they finish whatever project they're supposed to be doing. So, of course, Carter does this thing which... I don't know why Allison couldn't do what Carter did and told Dr. Dreschmeyer that he has to let his wife into the lab, and that's right. it. In the meantime, Duncan shows up, Lexi's ex-boyfriend father of the twins.
2: Yep, which is a new character that I dislike. Oh,
0: extremely. I know. Does he have a smile on his face every second of the time?
2: I, at first I felt that, you know, he was getting the runaround, and I felt a little bad for him. Yeah. And then, you know, come later on, I'm just like, this guy is total ass. Can but- I say that?
0: Yes, you can. But even. (laughs) She doesn't tell him she's pregnant. Of course, she's wearing the shirt, so she doesn't look pregnant. Right. And then she lies to him and tells him that she has another boyfriend. And all that time, he has this giant smile on his face. It was just really weird to me. And I don't know if that's just how he is or if he was smiling because he knew she was lying about the boyfriend, but it didn't seem like he did. And then when he meets Fargo, he has the giant smile on his face. It was just weird.
2: Yeah, I think he's just a weird guy.
0: So back at Vincent's, Dr. Dreschmeyer is there because his turd meter is spiking and things start flying around Vincent's. Tess also had just shown up to Cafe Diem and needed the bathroom. So she comes out of the bathroom, doesn't notice anything flying around, people screaming, watch out. She just walks looking at her phone or whatever she's looking at and Carter has to save her.
2: Foreshadowing what's wrong with our society today.
0: Right. I mean, I
2: think this was what, done back in 2009?
0: I I think it's eight or nine. It might have been nine, right.
2: Nowadays, everyone's just walking around with their head down and their phone.
0: But, I mean, that was a little unrealistic. People were screaming and things were flying. I don't know how you missed that. Well, I don't know. I guess you could. Carter finds out that Tess and Allison know each other. He says something about a baby shower, which... She seems to be up in arms about, and Allison kind of makes her stop talking, so Allison is up to something again that she's not right. telling Carter about. So, like we said, Lexi doesn't tell Duncan about her pregnancy and pretend she's dating Fargo. This part seem kind of weird to me, too. After, what's his name, Dreschmeyer? I think his name is his first name is Murray. Murray, yeah. Murray. After he was at Cafe Diem and everything was flying around, he decides they all have to have a seance. Now, I kind of thought that was weird that Allison would have to participate in the seance. Yeah. I just kind of thought that was weird. So while they're doing the seance, Joe, who wouldn't go to the seance, is researching Murray Dreschmeyer and discovers his mother was a medium. Right. And things start moving around and flying around the sheriff's office. Yeah. So they all run to the sheriff's office and things are flying around. They can't stop him and Murray's excited because his mother or whoever showed up.
2: Every time he makes an attempt to contact the other side, something starts to happen, which is convenient. But it turns out it's just a coincidence.
0: Carter finds all these little devices all over town. And Drexmire says that they're just censors. And his ex-wife, who thinks he's lost his mind, does vouch for the fact that these little boxes are only receivers, so they couldn't have caused any of the problems that started. Carter seems to know that Allison is hiding something, and he asked what happened three days ago when all this started happening. And she tells him that they reopened Section 5. I never really realized they closed Section 5. I thought... They closed maybe Nathan's lab or Kim's lab, but I didn't know they closed the whole section.
2: Yeah, I can't remember when they said that it was closed.
0: I I guess I didn't realize that. But apparently three days ago, they opened up Section 5 again. And this is when all the disturbances started happening. Now, Allison at this point should really have figured that out. I mean, really? Yeah. You know, at this point... Anything that goes wrong, somebody should be thinking, what did we do? You we should know, trace our
2: steps and see what's different. Yes,
0: again, Carter has to come up with that. And even though Section 5 is classified, um, she takes Carter down to Section 5 to talk to the person in charge, which happens to be Tess. And before this, I forgot, Tess was talking to Allison after Cafe Diem at some point, and we realized that. Not too many people know why Tess is there. There's a handful of people who know why Tess is there. But she does say, I have three PhDs and he thinks I'm here for a baby shower. Well, where's your sign saying that you have three PhDs, that people are supposed to know that? Right. I don't understand her at all. I mean, later we find out that most of the scientists in Section 5 are not happy that she's there because she disproved some kind of thing in the scientific community, so all the scientists hate her. Yeah. So that's just the second time she was just miserable to Carter or about Carter. I mean, that was a logical thought that this is Allison's friend. Allison is pregnant. Maybe she's here for a baby shower. Isn't that yeah. logical thinking, right?
2: Right. I think you wouldn't expect somebody to just walk into town and all of a sudden be working at G D.
0: Right. And if you're not going to wear your PhDs or carry them around with you, right? don't expect people to know that. Tess shows Carter around Section 5, although a lot of the labs aren't open. But they do go into John's, H—I think his name is H.J. Johnson's lab. The cleaning guy or whatever he is outside says that Johnson is traveling. So they go into his lab and he works in alternate propulsion systems. So Carter, of course, stands on this circle thing. He says his teeth feel funny. Tess, for some reason, takes that as we better get out of here. And she trips over another pad thing. Right. So when they go out, they get in the elevator and the cleaning guy's in there. And this is the first of many times that we have to listen to Car Wash in this series. And through the years, at random times, and I did it again yesterday, I tried to Google why we have to listen to Car Wash so many times. Like, what's the deal with Car Wash? And I can't find out. There's got to be some deal with this song. Um. And I've searched it over the years at random times, and I did it again last night because I was watching this and I realized, oh, it's the first time we're hearing Car Wash. And I can't figure out what the deal is with this song, except that know. people continue to ask why they play Car Wash all the time, but nobody has an answer. So if anybody listening has an answer, I want to know it.
2: I don't know. Maybe it's a
0: good song? Car Wash? I don't know. <laughs> Anytime there's a song needed, they pick Car Wash.
2: Car wash.
0: Working at the car wash, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) There's
2: got to be something in the song.
0: I know. So there's your mission for today. There's got to be something. And I've searched over the years, I don't know how many times, because they play it, without giving spoilers, they play it in the elevator. You know, when people want to torture people, they pipe in music. Yeah. So there's a part where it's kind of a test. They pipe in that song. There's another part where they're having a memorial service and they say that's that person's favorite song, so they play it again. There's another part where there's a new character who's just discovering modern music and he's singing and dancing to the song. So they play it all the way through the series. And they even played it in Warehouse 13 a couple times. So I don't know if it's a sci-fi channel thing or if there's something about the song. But I search every time. I figure this time I'm going to find something. And then I never find anything. I'll see if I can find something. Yeah, there's your mission for today. Someday somebody's going to tell me why they keep playing that song. All right, so we're in the lab. The guy's singing Car Wash. They think he's just a weird guy. And uh, they don't realize that nobody can see them until Carter's up in the lobby and he's trying to talk to Henry and he's trying to talk to Fargo. And he realizes nobody could see them. And then Tess comes up and they realize that they're both invisible. Carter thinks they might be dead. Tess explains that they're probably not dead, but they're in the fifth dimension or something. Right. And they realize that it happened when they were in Johnson's lab because the cleaning guy could see them before they went in because he told them that Johnson was traveling. Right. So it had to have happened in there. And then they go back to the lab and Tess trips over well, she doesn't trip over it. She kicks it or something because they were trying to retrace their steps. And she said, and I kicked, tripped over this. And because it's there, because she's able to kick it, which kind of doesn't make sense because it seemed like they were able to stand on the other pad too. She says, oh, this re-entry pad is in here with us that so they could use it. Right. So she goes into this long thing about the fifth dimension and somehow his experiment made interdimensional travel possible using pea brains. I don't really understand all that. I'm not going to try. Maybe you do.
1: Well, no.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I have no idea. So they find Johnson on the floor out cold. Right. And they realize that the ghosts that Murray was picking up on his turd machine was actually, probably, Dr. Johnson. Right. Tess tries to communicate with Murray, but Murray just takes it as his mother is alive and runs out of the lab to get Allison to prove that his mother's alive. They're trying to communicate by having Murray to turn the machine on, but Dr. Johnson's telling them that every time he turns his machine on, it messes up what he's trying to do. Yeah. And he says as long as his equipment stays on in his lab he can still work on getting them back. But if somebody turns off his equipment in his lab, they're stuck there. Right. So Johnson is working to try to figure out how to get them back. In the meantime, Murray brings them all to his lab because he thinks that his mother is communicating with him, and he blows up his equipment. So Allison fires him and now wants all his equipment turned off.
2: This was the second time that she fired him. She was going to fire him the first time and then decided not to because those devices weren't a problem. I just feel like she had had it out for him. Really? (laughs) Yeah. She just wanted him gone.
0: Well, this time he blew up a very expensive magnet. So she's firing him this time. I feel like that happens every day there. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
2: well, it shouldn't be a surprise that something expensive... Got destroyed.
0: I know. I know. Carter and Tess are working, trying to get back on this pad. They have to stop Allison and Henry from shutting down all of Dr. Johnson's equipment. So they do something, and again, I don't understand what. And Carter talks to Allison, and she either hears him or gets a feeling that she shouldn't turn off the equipment. And finally, she realizes that she hasn't seen Carter or Tess right. in hours. So that adds to her feeling that she shouldn't turn off the equipment. But uh, Fargo reports that the whole town is falling apart and that the pea brain wave is growing and it's going to grow out of Eureka and into other cities. So Allison decides that, yes, they have to turn off the, not Murray, Johnson's machinery. So Carter and Tess... You know, they have no choice but to go, whether they're ready or not. So they get on the pad, and they turn off the machine at the same time as Tess and Carter disappear, and they end up somewhere out on a street.
2: Yeah, I think they ended up uh, where they first met.
0: That's what I thought it was, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. They call Allison apparently they explain what happened and then you know they don't show us that but allison seems to know the whole story um, yeah. then we're back to lexi who finally tells duncan that she is pregnant and he doesn't react the way she expected
2: yeah i did i wasn't expecting that either
0: no neither was i
2: i thought he knew and he was just waiting for her to tell him she says, I have something to tell you. And he says, I know. I've just been waiting for you to get up the courage or whatever.
0: Right. I think what he meant is that whatever was bothering her.
2: Yeah, based on his reaction. Right. Um, I figured out that, you know, that's what he was talking about. But, but I'm
0: What kind a jerk. Well, see, I don't know. I think his reaction... Right now, he looks like a jerk. But I think his reaction is more about her lying to him than being pregnant. I mean, he's he's looking at it like she's wearing this shirt that hides your pregnancy on purpose, which she did. The first time she had it on was coincidental. He showed up. She was wearing the shirt. She wore it specifically the next day again.
2: The same shirt?
0: Yes, because he even said to her, didn't you wear that yesterday? Oh, he did? Yeah. I must have missed that. This was right before he met Fargo, and he says, oh, you must have spent the night at your boyfriend's house. Yeah. The first time she was wearing the shirt was a coincidence. The second time she did it on purpose to hide the pregnancy. Right now he looks like a jerk, but I think that a lot of that jerkness is about her lying to him. Yeah. Plus, it's a shock, but yes, right now he looks like a big jerk.
2: Yeah, I mean, so I think there's a better way to react.
0: There definitely is. I was going to say that uh, maybe he thinks that it's Fargo's baby. She already told him that she's not right well that was my first thought that he thought maybe it wasn't his and that's why she wasn't telling him about it then i realized that he's sounding like a big jerk but when we get to the next episode he's not as jerky as he sounds right now so carter then confronts allison about the signal that's on its way because he heard allison and henry talking about that when he was in the fifth dimension yeah I think he's heard more than once about the signal. And, of course, Allison tells him it's confidential. She can't tell him. Not to give away spoilers, but do you remember what it is? Uh, I don't know. No? Well, I can't tell you, but...
2: But maybe I do. If you'd probably give me a hint, I could, I'll i probably remember.
0: Uh, no, I don't. Understand. There's no hint I could give you without having it be yeah. spoilers.
2: We'll save it for another time.
0: So that's it for this episode, unless there's stuff we haven't talked about.
2: No, I think that covers it.
0: Okay. And you're going to research car wash?
2: I have been, and you're right that no one can figure out why. Um, but there's
0: questions, like I'm not the only one who notices that. Yeah, so, no, yeah.
2: <laughs> there's like a couple of posts out there of people asking what's the deal with that, <laughs> That maybe they own the rights to the song.
0: Well, I know, but really? They
2: get, they get paid every time the song is played or something.
0: Maybe. And
2: somebody said it might be just like an inside joke from the yeah, producers.
0: It could be, yeah, but you would think somebody would tell us that, you know? You would think one of the producers or creators would say, it's it's an inside joke. We did that to drive this guy crazy or whatever.
2: Yeah, uh, maybe there's just not enough like, traction on that. Maybe you have to march, march to Hollywood or something, demand answers.
0: But it always bothered me, and I searched it at regular intervals.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised you were not the only person to be asking that question.
0: That's all I could ever find is other people asking, but they never get an answer. Maybe someday they'll tell us. That'll be one of my questions if I ever meet any of them. What's the deal with Car Wash? (laughs) Okay, so if that's it, you didn't have anything else that we missed? Uh, no. Okay, then we will see you next week. See you later.
2: All right, bye.
1: Bye. Car Wash.
2: Car Wash, yeah.
0: Okay, DC, tell us what's next.
1: Come back and join us next time for season three episode 12. It's not easy, be green. Bye. Bye please remember to follow us on our facebook page yeah that can't be good at facebook.com backslash eureka rewatch or on twitter at eureka rewatch links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at eureka Rewatch.com. you can also listen to our podcast on podbean if you'd like to send us an email please email us at eureka rewatch at gmail we would love to hear from you
0: And we're now also available on Google Play.